if you want to wake up energized in the mornings, obviously, firstly, you want to get a little bit leaner, right? Now you can go into all the mindset stuff and the stress and things like that. But to be frank, you have to get leaner. You know, people try and overcomplicate and try and find hacks and follow people and look for the magic pill. I think we spoke about that when you come onto my podcast. We spoke about a lot of people opt for cardio. Mm-hmm. They think they're going to go running or cycling or swimming or spinning or some, you know, some bullshit <laughs> like that. Excuse my language, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but you have to get in the gym and lift weights. Yeah. If you want energy, if you want to boost your testosterone, if you want to boost your, you know, your metabolic health, you have to get in the gym. You have to lift weights. You have to get stronger. All right, my friends, it's Dr. Anthony Valduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project podcast. Today, I'm joined by master trainer and my friend, Rob Sharp. He's got over 13 years in the fitness industry, in training and playing sports, and helping thousands of men worldwide basically achieve the body and life of their dreams. And Rob started his career in London, England, and then he made the move to Dubai, where he now resides with his family and runs his fitness business. And in 2015, Rob made a big name for himself in the fitness industry because he actually won one of the biggest physique competitions in Las Vegas through a foundation called the WBFF. So Rob was literally the guy with the abs on the cover of Men's Fitness, and just he was that guy. And it's really cool because he's been at a high level of the fitness industry, but what makes Rob special, in my opinion, is he's taken that elite fitness experience and he basically now distills it down to everyday dads who certainly want to have a good body but also want to perform in their work and their career who also want to you know have great relationships and just a full abundant life and Rob's developed some really unique systems for helping us do that for helping guys have it all so I wanted to bring him on the show to kind of pick his brain and, and hear about his methodology um, and Rob's a dad he's living it he's an entrepreneur so some of his perspectives come from the lens of a guy who's doing a lot of creation with his family and in his business so whether or not you are an entrepreneur I know we're going to be able to learn from Rob in terms of what it takes to have like this wide high performance life. So Rob, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you here. Well, that was that was quite the intro, buddy. Um yeah. Blessed to uh blessed to be on this show. So it's a cracking show. Looking forward to speaking to your audience, speaking about what I do, you know, as a dad. Um and let's let's get stuck into it. Where do you where do you want to where do you want to start? I don't know how far to go back. It's been a, it's been a long journey as you said right from competing when I was like 25 and then it sort of life goes fast, right? And then all of your dad systems change, time frame change, goals change. So yeah, it's been quite wild. The last, how old's my little girl now? Three and a half. We've got another little boy on the way in uh, July, 1st of July. So things are going to get, I'm going to have to put some, you know, different things in place and uh, accommodate the, the new baby. So all right. Well, let's, I think we talk about daily systems, you know, cause like you have clients who maybe are similar to you that have kids and career. So when you're either, you can talk from a personal perspective on yeah. how you run your systems or how you advise your clients run their systems. What's like the overall methodology or some of the key thinking points in terms of how you structure your day, your week, what non-negotiables are, and just let's get into like the daily rhythms. I think that'll yeah. benefit people. No, no, Totally. So it's it's funny. I'll quickly give you a sort of quick little backstory. So probably like yourself, how old your how old do you have a little girl? Don't you? Yeah, she's one years old. 
one years old. So yeah, my, my girl's three and a half. So before I had my little girl, I was always a little, not anxious, but you know, when you're, you're like me, you know, you've done your competition, you're, you're training, you, you know, we're quite selfish, right? When we're in the fitness industry, what we care about how it is, maybe how we look anyway, years ago, not quite now, but it was all about training, diet, you know, eating, looking after number one. Right. And then all of a sudden, obviously your wife was pregnant. And I, and I always like think to myself, um, what am I going to do with my time? Am I going to have less time? Am I going to famous dad bod, right? Is that going to start coming into play? Like, like most guys do to be fair, you know, but, um, how I sort of got over that is to be honest, I reverse psychology at it really. Cause when, when you have a new baby, as you know, right, you now have, you now have a meaning, you have a, you have a, have a purpose. It's, it's 10, it's a, it's a thousand times better than training for some shitty, um, competition. You know, how are my abs going to look? How am I going to look in on the cover of men's health? You know, it's just, it's just a far better rewarding, you know, thing to happen. So when my little girl was born, it was again, a different purpose, different goal. Now I'm not just supporting myself, but I have a family to support, a wife and a baby. But one thing, one thing people say, I'll quickly go into it. When you, a lot of guys may be listening, they might be in their forties, fifties. And a lot of guys say, oh, I don't, I don't need to really get in shape now. I have, I have a wife, I have kids. I don't need to impress anyone. Okay. But however, you have to impress your wife. The wife's the most important person ever been in your life, right? You can only choose one person. That's your wife. Yeah. So you have to look good for her. You have to turn up. You have to build resilience. You have to have energy. Okay. You've got to raise your standards even more, especially to your little kids. Yeah. You've got to lead by example. Um, they're watching your exercise, watching you eat good. If you start stomach and you quit it, what do they see? Dad always starts, stops sitting on the couch, eating chips, watching Netflix. So for me, since I had a kid, my goals and my goals and ambitions got even more. And I guess as a family man, you're pretty much the same, right? Um, and that's been pretty much my journey the last three years. It's quite a lot to cram in just those three years, but that's what's really happened. And that's, you know, changed my, my aspect on fitness and how I approach things is I need to turn up for my, my family. So fitness is just as important as it used to be, but obviously <laughs> you have other things. You, you, it's even more important to be honest, because I'm, I'm looking forward to the next, when I'm 65, when I'm 75, longevity, you know, cognitive lifespan. That, that's my goal now, rather than be on the cover of men's health. I want to be, I want to be 70, 60 traveling the world with you, you know, your wife going hiking, going swimming. So in terms of goals in the last sort of three, four years, that's how I've sort of changed my mindset and it's developed into my fitness, into a, into a new ambition. Um, and that's pretty much where I've been the last, yeah, three, four years. And it probably sounds fun. I can almost hear it in your voice when you do change your mindset and you set a new kind of goal. There's a new kind yeah. of energy and enthusiasm around it. I mean, you're obviously super enthusiastic when you're doing fitness competitions, but now you're enthusiastic about a new identity in relation to longevity, family, being able to yeah. do things. And I brought, so how has it changed the way you train? How often do you train? That's what kind of question. training do you do? Is it different? It, it, believe it or not, it is different, if I'm honest. So I used to do like, I mean, I used to pretty much train six days a week, train for an hour and a half, 
you know what what else you gonna do when you've not got a family apart from work right Mm -hmm. so it's totally changed so now i'm i'm ruthless with my time yeah because i have a business i coach hundreds of guys i have a team okay um so my little girl to school in the mornings put her to bed all right so i'm time strapped just as much as guys that i coach most guys that we sort of coach are ceos executives business leaders right so I'm like that. You're like that as well, right? You know, you're very successful in your business. So we're pretty much doing what our clients are doing as well. So in terms of how my training's changed, I pretty much do two days on, one day rest, and then two days on. So I only train four days a week. I used to train six days. I used to train for an hour and a half. Now I train for 45 minutes. Okay, so I'm literally, I've literally cut my training in half, right? It's about half, you know? But I'm... I mean, I mean, I'm not in, in a good shape as I was when I was obviously doing competitions, but I'm happier. I've got more energy. I'm more um, more realistic with my with my time, my my food approach. We go out. I don't drink, um, but we go out, have a little bit of shitty food, a burger and chips. I don't stress over calories and all that nonsense. So foods change quite a lot. Okay, um, my wife's fortunately very healthy. She's a She's a functional medicine coach. So we are a healthy household, you know, so that's not an issue. Obviously, we, we get takeaways like everyone. But training has changed. Now, when I'm thinking about training, I've just moved to a new villa. Now, fortunately, the gym is just five minutes away. Mm-hmm. And I made sure that was pretty much the case, right? <laughs> so I work from home. Gym is five minutes away. I get food delivery. So I'm so ruthless with my time now. Um, and again, I'm just as busy as anyone, but it's just how you structure it. Okay. I don't waste time cooking. I don't waste time traveling to the gym. I don't waste time coming home from the gym. I've cut my training in half, cut my time of training in half. And like I said, I I feel good, feel great. Um, so yeah, I guess that's pretty much, pretty much how it's changed. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a great answer and I'm kind of tease out a couple of things that stood out to me. So you have, you basically described how you have a very efficient like performance system that's still relaxed because you're a family guy and you're not worrying about the calories, but you have a gym that's close by and you know that you get in there on the particular days on scheduled times, you have food that's coming to you. And I want to get into that a little bit because I think there's a lot of that's work for you, but that's like the nutrition aspect is handled because good food to healthy foods delivered. You have the gym and then you're filling the rest of the time with your work and your daughter and your family. Um, and Sounds good. I think that's a rhythm that can you can repeat a lot. So what how does how does it work when you get your food delivered? Because I think there's probably gonna be a few guys listening to this who just don't care to cook or really actually way yeah, too busy exactly. to do it. And there are some good services now. So like talk to us about the value of food delivery, how it works, how it fits into your life. Yeah, so it's, it's a really good question. So I went through a little stage of actually being against food delivery mm-hmm. for a little part because it's not always good quality. It's not always good. It's not always good quality beef, chicken, as you know, you know, you're obviously never going to get better food than cooking at home. However, you've got the, you've got the first aspect of food being delivered. Okay. You, you're never going to skip a meal. It's being delivered. What you got to do is take it out of the fridge and eat it. Yeah. So for a goal aspect, that's number one. So the time that you're, the time that you're saving and the efficiency of just grabbing the food and eating it. Right. But I, I totally get it. Some people like changing things. Oh, I need to eat this. I get a bit bored. But personally, 
if you want to get great results, like you just, just think of food as not, it sounds funny, but not as taste. It's just, just put it in. It's just performance, right? So I pretty much have the same thing most days. Like I can eat the same four meals, shake, eggs. They deliver some chicken, some beef. And that's it. I'll do that six days a week. Now, second reason why it's good, okay? So some of our guys actually do this because we coach guys that are traveling on airplanes. They're taking clients out for dinner. So the second aspect why it's helpful is if you're out and about, you can take it with you. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to eat out. You've got your, they, you know, they, they, they personally bring in like a little lunchbox thing and they do everywhere around the world, right? I'm sure there's some great places where you live, you know, where most of mm-hmm. your guys are. I mean, America's jam-packed with them now, isn't it? Yeah. So that's the aspect of that. So it not only keeps you on your goal, okay? You don't have to eat out as much. It's actually, people think it's expensive, but it saves you money. Because one, you're not going to the store, which again, takes time, takes what, an hour to go to the store, come back, an hour and a half. Then you've got to wash up all the crap. Yeah. But you're just, <laughs> so again, it saves you a lot of time, right? So that's the second reason. And I guess, I guess the most important one is it, it, it just saves you time, honestly. Like it saves you time and it just gives you a better goal. And that's, that's how I think of it. Uh, and that's just how I use it, to be honest. I have a question for you because like you're a man who's been in the kitchen a lot, probably when you were competing, you probably cooked a lot of your own food back in the day. And I could be, you correct me if I'm wrong, but do you feel like it's a good, it's a benefit for, I guess what I'm trying to imply is I think when people are starting out and losing weight, there is a benefit to honestly like taking their own personal control over it and like learning how to like build some habits. But for a guy like you, that's put in so many reps, it's like perfectly just you know how to do all this stuff. You have the baseline skills and habits and mindset, and it's just convenience. Do you ever ever find that with clients or like people who are starting, who have a lot of weight to lose, who just get on meal services and then aren't successful after they stop? Or, you know, maybe that's not the case. I'm just kind of like tease out, is this a tool that works at a particular stage of the game for people? Or is it always applicable in your opinion? Yeah, yeah. It's a a really good question. So I guess firstly, I would would 100% agree with you that if you want to create a long-term habit, learn because the reason why people get overweight because they're not educated on food and calorie intake, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they haven't got time, and they just grab stuff. They're not they're not organized. Mm-hmm. So, for an aspect of what you said, I would agree with it's good to go through a stage of cooking yourself, okay? Because you understand about portion size, how yeah. much protein. You know, I mean, we're not talking about weighing stuff every day, but you know, you know, fistful of protein, fistful of carbs you know, fun full of fat. If you do it yourself, you're obviously going to learn. It's like, it's I talk on a business term. If you're, if you're just going to delegate your marketing or your sales and not learn it, then you're probably not going to yeah. grow right in your business. So it's probably the same for your nutrition. So I would hundred percent say go for a little stage of doing it yourself. However, there's a second part that most of our guys are really busy. Honestly, there's, there's a guy mm-hmm. I was chatting to earlier. He does like 40 hour days. He's got three kids. He's got four Dang. businesses. Um, so in that respect, like he doesn't even think about food. He said, right, just deliver it to my door, my office. I will eat it. He hasn't even got time to cook, right? So yeah. there's two different aspects of it. It is very efficient, mm-hmm. convenient. But if you want to build those habits, um, I, yeah, I would highly recommend going through a stage of, you know, doing it yourself to learn about nutrition. Um, That's but, a really good point. So if you guys are hyper busy, like on this highest quadrant yeah. of busyness, or yeah. even if you have a season of your life where it's super busy, 
it could be a good tool. Um, just for, brilliant. Yeah, just for six, eight weeks, 90 days. Like it's not, you know, it's, it's totally fine. I mean, I go through spells, but I'll do it for like three, four months and I'll cook and get a little bit bored of it. And then I'll just swap. Well, that's a good, that's actually a really good point in itself. Yeah. It's like, I think there's a, there's a subtle concept that people have in their minds that the plan is always the exact same plan, but that's not how it works. Like life is dynamic and fluid and the plan's always changing. So that's cool for you to, to reflect that, that you're just dynamically always meeting. Right. For two weeks. So obviously food prep, that wasn't happening. So Mm -hmm. you're not going to be on it. You're not going to be on it, you know, six months, four months, a year. Hey, it's Dr. Ray. I want to quickly pause this episode to thank you for listening to this Fit Father podcast. I am just blown away at how amazing this podcast has become. I had no idea when I started FFP around 10 years ago that it would grow into such an impactful mission. And I want to let you know that I am so grateful to be connected to you in this lifetime. And on behalf of me and my entire team, we are so grateful to be in your life, helping you get and stay healthier for your family. That's what I want to share. Just some gratitude from my heart to yours. Let's get back to today's episode. All right, let's talk about energy and mental clarity because I think that's like the resource that high-performance guys want. You want to feel like you have good energy. You want to feel clear. You want to feel like you can show up and just like kick ass and then get to sleep and get up. You want to have a high energy tank. When you teach your clients about energy or things that have worked for you personally, like what are the foundations of having like really good energy and a clear, sharp mind or even brain health as we age? Yes, it's a fantastic question. So first, the energy. So if you're listening to this and you're overweight, then chances are you're not going to have a lot of energy when you wake up and you're probably going to flag in the afternoon and maybe get a bit uh, sluggish. Okay, so let's talk to that person. Maybe someone here is 10 kilos overweight, 15, 20 Mm. kilos overweight. You know, dad, busy, couple of kids, stressful job. So if you want to wake up energized in the mornings, obviously, firstly, you want to get a little bit leaner, right? Mm -hmm. Now you can go into all the mindset stuff and the stress and things like that. But to be frank, you have to get leaner, right? If you're carrying an extra 15, 20 kilos, you're not going to have much energy. It's, it's, it's really simple. You know, people try and overcomplicate and try and find hacks and follow people and look for the magic pill. But if you want energy, you need to, you need to get leaner, drop your body percent fat, improve your body composition. Now, now to do that, most people try and, I think we spoke about that when you come onto my podcast. We spoke about a lot of people opt for cardio. Mm-hmm. They think they're going to go running or cycling or swimming or spinning or some, you know, some bullshit <laughs> like that. Excuse my language, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but you have to get in the gym and lift weights. Yeah. If you want energy, if you want to boost your testosterone, if you want to boost your, your, your metabolic health, you have to get in the gym. You have to lift weights. You have to get stronger. Yeah. And you're going to wake up, you're going to sleep better. Obviously, if you're going to sleep better, you're going to wake up yeah. more energized. That's yeah? very clear. Um, and another part to that, to more energy, I'd sort of chuck this in there. It's very important. Now, guys that uh, have highly successful roles in their career, stress resilience determines how well you do in your career. Would you agree? Mm-hmm, for sure. So when someone's extremely stressed, they don't make good decisions. They're moody and they go home. Yeah. It does sometimes play a role to their family time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're maybe not nice to work with for their team. So the better you can handle stress, the more successful you're going to be, not just at work, but at home. 
Yeah. To manage stress, there's no better feeling going into the gym, lifting weights, building yeah. muscle, letting some steam out. It also reduces your blood pressure. As you know, if you're 10, 15, mm-hmm. 25 kilos overweight, 70% of the guys have got high blood pressure, high cholesterol, you know, it also diminishes that as well. Okay. So I'm just stating that weight training is so important if you want energy. It's also the organ to longevity if you want to live longer, you know? So that's what I would highly recommend in terms of energy. Um, what else did you, what else did you say? You said something else. Got yeah, well, I mean, I guess like energy and mental clarity and performance, but I think you hit yeah. on some really good stuff, how exercise yeah. is so connected to sleep. And like, I think that's like a trap I can see people falling into. They feel like they don't have the time, so they don't exercise. And then they're stressed, so they don't sleep well, and they're on their phones late at night. And then they get up the next day and they have coffee and then they don't exercise. And that's like the vicious cycle. Whereas you're yeah, saying you know. we need to like get deep into like the inner tank, the inner resilience tank, which comes from really getting making the exercise a priority, getting good sleep, proper nutrition, and probably like hydration and supplementation or probably some other things you may you may speak into. But I guess like really good start to this. Other stuff for like mental clarity and performance or even just like how you manage your day to get a lot done or how you even suggest people do. So any anything along mental clarity and energy, I think let's keep on talking a little more on that. Yeah. So energy is obviously a big one, right? Everyone listening is probably suffering with this. Um the, the, the thing is, guys, the reason you haven't got energy, the reason you haven't got energy is because you don't go to the gym. You know, if you go to the gym, you'll get more energy. That's pretty much how it works. People say, I haven't got time. If you go to the gym and start feeling better, you'll have more time. <laughs> yeah, do, do you know what I mean? So <laughs> the gym not only gives you more time, gives you more energy. It builds stress resilience um, and, it, and it just takes a whole lot of weight off your shoulders. Yeah. In terms of the, in terms of the mental clarity, sort of what I do, I'll give you a sort of run through what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, it might relate to a few people, but I'm a pretty, I'm an early bird. I'm not sure about you. Um, my, my little girl, she wake, you, you never know what time they wake up, right? This is, this is one of the things that I was getting anxious about. I was like, cause I had like a, a routine lockdown. I was like, Right, she might get up at half five, she might get up at six, she might get up at half six. So what I'm going to do to like try and eliminate that, I'm going to get up at four. And I'm going to try and get, if I get an hour's done, fine. If I get two hours done, it's a bonus. Yeah, get two and a half hours done, then I've pretty much cracked out what I was supposed to do all morning before people woke up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I did. Now, I will be totally honest, it does sometimes go to half four, Sometimes I do have bad weeks. You know, I'm not Mm going to sit here and say I've got a perfect morning routine where everything's locked down because it's been a bit up. I was in holiday for two weeks, right? I told you. Um, So obviously I wasn't getting up then. So this week I've struggled a little bit. It's been like five and I hit snooze 20 past five. Then Harper gets up at half six. And I'm like, (laughs) you know, it is what it is. Like that's probably the morning gone, but I will get back to that. And that's how I structure the morning. Now, I don't eat till about 11 o'clock. Again, I don't really need to waste time. I do believe in uh, fasting for a longevity purpose and a gut health purpose. Mm-hmm. That's why I do it. Um, and again, it wastes time. I don't want to be pissing around in the kitchen, you know, making food and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I do. I don't train, to be honest, till about... It depends. I don't train. I train between sort of 11 and maybe 1, 2. Um, mm-hmm. is that after you've had a meal or before, like, or you have a meal, your first meal after you train? Yeah. 
I'll go and train after that first meal about 11. Oh, okay. um, and I just, I just feel good. I feel good. Um, that's pretty much how I do it. Um, and then nighttime. So pe- some people like don't believe in sort of a nighttime routine. So I try and have a nighttime routine where, again, it's probably 70% good at the moment. But mm-hmm. what I try and strive for is putting everything down at nine, go to bed at half nine, maybe watch a bit of Netflix um, my wife just to switch off, maybe chat. And then I'll go to bed about half nine. Again, that doesn't always work out. Right. Um, especially when you have kids and what I've sort of come to realize is there's a lot of people online, isn't there? Telling you this morning routine works. This is what I do. But most of the guys that are giving advice out there now, they haven't even got families or children. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I can't really, I can't really listen to this guy because he's, talking about morning routines and being super efficient, but he's like 28, 30, got no family, got no kids. So it's hard to know who to believe, isn't it? Um, you, you don't even know the, the sort of truth or, or what people are doing. Um, so that, that's pretty much my morning routine. That's how I sort of go about it. What time, what nice. time, what time, what time do you kind of wake up? Is it, is it quite early? It- I know I spoke to you yeah, it varies, right? I, I'm. It varies. It does vary, yeah. and I think, like, around six o'clock is yeah. my is my target. That's you know, and nice I guess it depends. It de- up, I guess it depends on, and I and I guess it's pretty seasonal for me. You know, it gets yeah, maybe a little earlier as it gets more yeah, sunny, yeah. maybe five thirty and and That's whatnot. Right. And I guess it depends on how late I stay up doing what I'm doing. But yeah, yeah. It's, it, there's a, there's a certain amount of flex, but you need a certain amount of structure. So I'm I'm totally on board with exactly what you're saying. And I also do some intermittent fasting as well. Like occasionally I will have breakfast, but I find it's nice to actually get a few things done in the morning before you have that first meal anyways. And then like getting that first meal put together is is a little bit like a work break or enjoyable and you've gotten some stuff done. Yeah, exactly. Nice. exactly. But I didn't, I didn't take in consideration that most people listening to this is probably seasonal, right? And mm-hmm. if obviously guys here don't know where I'm, where I'm obviously from England, but I'm actually in Dubai. And it's it's not really that seasonal. It's, there's no there's no season. You don't get spring. You don't get autumn. You don't get winter. You <laughs> definitely get summer because it it's like it goes up to like forty eight degrees. So yeah. I pretty much see the sun every day. It's pretty much the same way, but obviously it gets a bit hotter. But it's not like you get up and you know you then you put your toes out of the bed and you are a little bit cold and you you know you dip back into bed. I don't really get that. Yeah. So I can imagine being in the winter. It would definitely it would definitely vary how how sort of late I get up for sure. All right, here's a question. Amidst amidst everything that you're pushing forward with your business and your fitness and obviously your daughter, how do you show up as a as a husband? Like what are some things you do to to invest in your family and make sure that your primary relationship is on track? Because it's just something powerful that this is like your most important relationship earlier. So let's talk about that. Cause I think you can have a spouse that gives you energy, or you can have a spouse that can be draining, and that's largely going to be determined by how you're showing up in the relationship and the mirror that you're getting back from that. So is there any considerations you do around that front that seems, you know, powerful in your experience? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's honestly a really good question. It is quite tricky because I've never really, I've never really spoke about this to be, no one's ever Mm -hmm. asked me that. And it's, I guess, as you asked me, I guess, I guess the first thing is I'm fortunate enough to, my wife is in the same kind of industry as me. Yeah. Um, Obviously, she deals with females um, and she's more of a functional medicine health coach, right? So those habits are there, right? So we're, we're a healthy family. She works out. I work out. She mm-hmm. 
is on board what I do in my business and I'm on board what she does in her business. So mm-hmm. straight away, you're both hitting off the bat, right? So yeah, that that's good. Um, in terms of how I try and turn up, uh, again, it's really hard because mo- I I'm not sure if predominantly there's guys, all guys, right, listening to your podcast. Mm-hmm. You do have a lot of, I know you do, a, the, do you do the Fit Mother program now? We have Fit Mother too, but yeah, but the, mostly men listening to this one, yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, guys can probably relate to this. So um, my wife's obviously pregnant right now. And as you know, guys, as you know, that, that when it gets to the end of the pregnancy, you don't know what mood they're going to be in, right? Now, obviously, totally respect that because they're going through something that I think personally, I don't think men could ever deal with, right? Um, it's, pretty, it's pretty tough. So obviously, you, know, you, don't, you don't want mood they're going to wake up in. You don't, know if you're, you don't know if you can help a little bit more. You don't know if you should be doing that extra bit of housework or if you do do that, you're getting in a way. So it's tough, isn't it? Especially when they're pregnant. But I mean, how, how, how I sort of show up, we both work from home. So I can dip in and look after Harper. I can dip in and do a bit of food. Again, we're quite for, fortunate enough to have our own businesses. So we're working from home. Yeah. But I, I guess the most important thing is, is you have to go out once a week together. Now we do that. We get a babysitter either Friday night or Saturday night and we will go out. Go out for dinner. Could be fancy, could be not. I mean, we don't drink. Um, mm-hmm. Nice meal, couple of hours to ourselves. Um, and I think you massively need that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's and that's been quite big for us. Um, we didn't get to really go away together on holiday because um, of the little one. Um, her set of grandparents are here, but mine aren't. They're obviously in England, so it can be a little bit. It can be a little bit tricky, right? Um, mm-hmm. We would have liked to travel a little bit together on our own, but but again, we haven't done that, and I think that's pretty big as well. I know a lot of my friends have done that, and they say you know every every three months we go away for two three days, and it just literally ignites our relationship, yeah. um, and we come back refreshed, revitalized. We've obviously missed the kids, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it does really help. But I don't know about. Do you, do you guys go away on like holiday yeah, we do do for like two, three days? We do that on a pretty regular basis. Yeah. yeah like once or, once every couple of months, we're doing a yeah. just solo trip. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. Do you, cause do your grand, do you have your grandparents around? The kids? We have both sets. We have both sets around. Oh, so wow. We're pretty that's fortunate. Great. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Um, but I hear so, you. Yeah, it's, it's, these, yeah. it's these habits, right? It's these, yeah. it's these habits. And also you seem like you have the mindset of looking how you can invest, how you can help. So that willingness and that just taking her perspective a lot, especially during a challenging time with pregnancy. Yeah. And then the, the simple rhythms of, you know, the date night and, you know, the the quarterly getaways or whatever. That's good stuff. But it's going to be a uh, second baby on the way in a month or so. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I've heard, I've heard the transition from one to two is pretty hard, but not two to three. I'm not sure. <laughs> it makes sense Maybe. to me. I have one. Yeah. So Okay, yeah. I, 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 I have a couple, one last big question, and then yeah, I, yeah. I want to have people direct to, you know, where they can connect with you more and stuff. And there'll be certainly links all over the show notes. Your daughter's young, Harper, but she she's three, but she's starting to get to an age where maybe you can start to teach her about like some health stuff. And she's certainly modeling and seeing your behaviors is what's normal just by observation. Um, what What is your plan for raising healthy kids? Like, how are you going to go about or how are you going about teaching them 
um, and setting up their routine so they're eating healthier foods, their their exercise, maybe they're even their relationship to technology. What seems relevant to you now and as well as thinking into the future? I guess I'm asking this question for dads, right? We want to be healthy ourselves. We want to have healthy kids too. Yeah, what do yeah. you believe is important on that front? Yeah, huge question. It's, it's really good. So firstly, kids don't do as you tell them, right? They don't do as you say. They They do as you do, right? So... I mean, my, my wife sometimes trains upstairs. So if, if me and Harper are going out somewhere, all of a sudden she'll lie on the floor and she'll start like cracking out these crunches. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what are you doing? And she goes, one, two, three. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, I'm not really, I'm not really teaching her nothing, um, to be honest, right now. Um, yeah. if, we, if we go to the supermarket, I say, what do you want? Go, go, go and get something. She will literally run to the fruit section and buy and get a fruit platter. Nice. I didn't tell her to do that. And I don't tell her to exercise. So again, kids do as you do, right? So the, the mm-hmm. best advice to people out there, I mean, I'm not a, I'm only a, a new parent, so I'm not giving parent parental advice, but this is what I do. Now, obviously she's gonna eat healthy because we do. She's most definitely gonna exercise when she gets old enough to exercise when she when she hits four or five she i will put her in all the classes like i'll probably put her in some sort of martial arts you know so like maybe maybe jiu-jitsu or karate you know um definitely gymnastics amazing for young kids um i brought a racket the other day a tennis racket again she's only three and a half she's got a little racket i sit out in the garden throw the ball to her just to you know get her little coordination going and do that you know, we, we all think we're raising superstars, right? So yeah. get, the, get, the, get the football out, see, see her skills and stuff like that, you know? So um, that's how I raise, that's how I'm going to raise my kids personally, mm-hmm. you know? Um, obviously, let them do all the sports and whatever you feel they're liking or they're enjoying. I would, to be honest, push them at that, mm-hmm. you know? If I see she's good at something, she's enjoying it, I will, I will persevere and, and really, you know, not come down hard on her, but yeah, I'll be there to coach her and make sure she, she gets the best from what she's doing. She becomes the best she can be at that. Um, yeah. but, but, but I think that's, that's the approach for me personally. Um, again, you, you got, if you want to be a role model, you got to, you got to do what you want them to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that was the resounding message I got from that. And, and also the benefit, if you can start young with good habits, if you're a, a, like a dad with younger kids, there's such benefit to setting the tone early so you don't have to peel back as many layers. At the same time, if you are a dad who has kids that are in unhealthy habits right now, you making a dramatic shift and them observing that and seeing the positive change is probably as impressive of a thing that can happen in their mindset as, as anything. Because yeah, you're not going to tell them to have less sugar, right? It's They can see, though, that dad yeah. has abs now. Yeah. And they're like, what? <laughs> so that 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 that's cool. It doesn't matter how old if you if you, if your kids are 15, 16, 12, 13, it doesn't matter. If you start making a change and you start leading by example, they're gonna change. It's, there's there's two ways about it, you know. Well, Rob, this is awesome, man. I mean, I feel like down to earth, practical, like just really cool stuff. And and I think it's nice to kind of pull back the hood. Like, and I want to emphasize. It's cool that we have you here, considering on the outside when people look in and get to see your life that is massively successful, family, business, fitness, you know, happiness, well-being. And just I appreciate you being 
humble and just sharing the real of like what your life is like. And, and I like the fact that it's not glamorous, but it's all these daily actions that you're doing that end up creating what seems to be a really beautiful life. And so maybe that's the big reminder. Trying, trying, buddy, trying. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I I know there's going to be some guys who listen to this who want to connect with you more. You have coaching as well. So tell us where people can connect with you more and like, and learn more about what you do. And if they want to, you know, become a client and really get this all dialed in with your approaches. Yeah, so I guess the best place, I mean, I'm pretty much on Facebook, the, the usual suspects, TikTok, LinkedIn, Rob Sharp on LinkedIn, Rob Sharp on Facebook, TikTok's Rob J Sharp. But I, the probably best place to reach out is head to my Instagram, Rob J Sharp, and send me a message because I want to give some, I want to give your guys something today from this podcast. Mm-hmm. Cool. I want to give them um, a gut health guide, which is going to improve cognitive performance. Okay, mm-hmm. stop you getting bloated and give you more energy, which is what we spoke about. Mm-hmm. So if you head over to my Instagram, Rob J Sharp, send me the word podcast. Mm-hmm. So I know literally where you come from. Right, cool. He's listening to the podcast and I will fire you over that guide. No, uh, no problem. And I think that's the best value I could probably give to you guys. Uh, and hopefully mm-hmm. it will help them. Nice. Rob, this was great. And awesome, um, just, just a pleasure to connect with you and create this episode and Grateful to, to know that you're out there being a kick-ass dad and leading so many men. And I uh, appreciate you coming on the Fit Father Project podcast today. No, appreciate it, buddy. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. To watch full video episodes of this podcast and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more, Visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything's made for busy guys over 40 like you. Visit youtube.com forward slash Fit Father Project to get access to our entire video library. And finally, if you or someone in your life is interested in becoming a fit father or needs help losing weight, building muscle, and living healthier after age 40, then visit fitfatherproject.com where you can see our proven programs, supplement line for guys 40 plus, and free meal plan and workouts to get you started. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll see you in the next episode.